Well, welcome back to the When I Heard This Podcast. My name is Nate Robinsoff, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman, MDiv, soon to be D-Man. How are you doing? doing how, how, how are you doing today, sir? I, I'm doing all right. How, are, you, are you okay? I think I stumbled over my words a little bit, maybe. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, you'll be okay, though. No, I'll be fine. Okay, perfect. I know we have a whole hour of things to say. But right. Yeah, it'll be all right. Sure, well, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? The whole thing? <laughs> We'll see. We'll find out. Yep. Um, go to Patreon $5. Like, subscribe, share, comment, follow, download. You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and X, previously known as Twitter, at When I Heard This. Joseph, we have so much more prayer questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So a lot. Got it. So. So let's answer them. Here we go. All right. Um. My first next question about praying and stuff is why are there some prayers that we all say at the same time mm-hmm. at church? Okay. And wouldn't have wouldn't God have a hard time understanding <laughs> when no one can seem to say all the words at the same exact time? <laughs> right. But see, but God's not like us. <laughs> So, although we might be confused of what's going on and how can God understand it, like, God understands and hears every individual. So, it's not throwing him off at all. So, why why do we do that? Pray together? Not pray together. Like, we talked about praying together. Right, right. Why do we say, like, like, you get up there and go, hey, everyone, say exactly what I say. And then you say, dear God. And then we all go. Dear God, oh, and yeah, then yeah. you and Re- then you repeat. say, yeah, I got you. And then they keep getting incrementally longer <laughs> until you say like <laughs> three sentences at once <laughs> because you didn't think this whole thing through. And then everyone is saying different words at different times, <laughs> right? And why do we do that? Yeah. Well, and what's interesting? Okay. <laughs> yes. How is that not completely distracting for everyone involved and? Well, I understand. Hopefully, part of that is as you're praying that you're able to you're able to say those words and, and they do hold some meaning for you. But I do understand the fact that it can get it can get distracting sometimes. Um, it's like you were have like so like read at, like read with me, right? right? And everyone's trying to read together, mm-hmm. but everyone's just off or yeah. the or the one who's leading the reading is keeps changing their pace mm-hmm. during the reading mm-hmm. um, and or doesn't stop when there seems to be appropriate times to stop. Right. Kind of keeps going. And then you kind of like into these run on phrases or mm-hmm. s- segments. And yeah. And so I understand it can get a little crazy, but thankfully God can hear it all. And in a large part of why we all pray together is just that we are unified in praying together, not that it all has to sound great. Okay. Yeah. So I'm supposed to be praying as if I was praying while we're praying. Correct. Why are there whole meetings at church Mm -hmm. just for prayer? Okay. Like with nothing else other than we're praying for a thing. Right. Why Why do we do that? I mean, I think it's similar to like when like we don't have whole meetings just to take communion. Oh well, some churches actually do. Really? Yeah. So the whole point okay. of mass. Right. Yeah. So 
but I understand like, and we have, but we all have right, whole well, then a uh, different example, but we all gather together to eat. We all, we all gather together for Bible studies. That's true. So why not gather together for prayer meetings? <laughs> okay. Does that do anything? Sure. If we call it a meeting. <laughs> I don't, does that I don't think it's about what the it's if, what it's called. Okay. If God sees that on the website, does he know to listen? <laughs> no, it's not like it's not like we're sending out an SOS signal or a you know okay. point of advance signal of right. hey God, really take notice. We're doing hey God, this. Thing. You're really gonna want to pay attention. Right. At this point in time on this day on Wednesday. Right. Because boy, there's gonna be twelve of us together and we're right. praying. Um no, I think it's just, again, an invitation to let's come, let's gather, let's pray on. And sometimes we do this to pray over topics, like okay. certain like certain topics that we want to pray on. Like kids are going back to school. We want to pray for the schools and the kids and the teachers and mm-hmm. that stuff. Sometimes it's a, it's a reaction to something. So okay. I remember, like, for example, and you probably do too, like when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there was just prayer meetings constantly around that point in time, mm-hmm. follow, and, and rightfully so. And so I think sometimes it's a point of like you're coming together for a point of distress. Um, with everything going on in Israel right now, there's a lot of prayer meetings for Israel. And so I think that we gather together again for the same reason we gather together for all the other things we just talked about, for communion, for fellowship, for studying the word. It's one of the things, you know, in Acts 2.42, it says they devoted themselves mm-hmm. to to prayer and the apostles teaching and to fellowship um and so into the into the breaking of bread right so i think that that coming together part that we're devoting ourselves to one another again we're a community and we respond to things as a community um that's one of the beautiful parts about the body of christ we don't just respond to them as individuals we respond to them as one body as one community can can christians only pray to Christian God mm-hmm. and have their prayers answered. Okay. Or can non-Christians pray to Christian God and have prayers answered? Okay. Because you said last time, mm-hmm. part of this last time was mm-hmm. that the the Pharisees or someone. Yeah, Pharisees. Pharisees mm-hmm. uh were were praying out loud in the yeah. streets just to get things heard right so sure. i guess part of that question is were they christians and if you're if you're only praying to have other people see you pray does your prayer get answered okay and yeah so all right so for the example of the pharisees okay so they were they were they were jews right all right so there wasn't such a thing as christians at that point okay the terminology christian jew god is not used for a lot lot later on um and so were they did they believe jesus to be the messiah as as a um as a large group no they didn't okay okay were there some within those ranks that eventually came to know christ or began to recognize jesus as the messiah yes okay but as a whole no Okay, as a whole, they actually were part of the ones, part of the or one of the groups that were plotting to have Jesus killed. But they were they were still God, like they were God's people, right? The, in other words, they were Jews. They understood themselves to be God's people. The Pharisees were mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and did were now was Jesus highly displeased with them? Mm-hmm. Sure, right. And that's why he calls them hypocrites and 
Another place he calls them a brood of vipers and everything else. And that's and, why they killed him. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like the guy. Um, in Acts chapter 10, and I think this is a incredible picture of praying. Um, so in Acts 10, there's a man named Cornelius. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is what it says about Cornelius. All right. He was a devout man and feared God along with his whole household. He did many charitable deeds for the Jewish people and always prayed to God. And about three in the afternoon, he distinctly saw in a vision an angel of God who came in and said to him, Cornelius, and staring at him in awe, he said, what is it, Lord? And the angel told him, your prayers and your acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. So both prayers and acts of charity. Now send men to Joppa and call for Simon, who is also named Peter. He is lodging with Simon a tanner whose house is by the sea. And so, and what happens is Cornelius, who is actually a Gentile. That'd be annoying. Like, have you seen Simon? Peter? <laughs> yes. Why do we got to do this? Yeah, Simon Peter. All right. And so, but so Cornelius, who's a, who is, who is actually not a Jew. Okay. So he's a Gentile, but he's a God-fearer. Mm-hmm. So in other words, he's an individual that, that aligns himself with believing that the Jewish God is the one true God. Which he still is. And always has been. Okay. Right. So even like earlier on when you were asking the question, you labeled it the phrase of Christian God. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, but there is actually just one God, right? Right. It's not like a Christian God and then other, like there's just one true God. Mm-hmm. All their gods are false gods. But so here's Cornelius. He's fearing God. He is, he does charitable deeds. He's praying to this God and the angel tells him your prayers have ascended and your acts of charity have ascended as a memorial offering before God. So in other words, God is, has, makes note of it. This is this devout man who is praying before me and I, I hear him and I want him to know of Jesus, the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he has him go to find, you know, Simon Peter, Peter comes to the house. Peter preaches the gospel, and before Peter can even finish preaching, Holy Spirit comes down, they all get saved, and Peter ends up baptizing them all. And so so the whole household gets saved. And so my, my point being is, so here's a man, he's a Gentile, and God heard his prayers. Even though he wasn't Jesus' love. Right, right even though he didn't even know Jesus. Right. He was a follower of Jesus. So I don't want to sit here and say that well, if you don't know Jesus, God's prayer, like your prayers, God doesn't avail anything or doesn't, or God doesn't hear your prayers. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot of people who've probably prayed for things that really weren't followers of Jesus, mm-hmm. but in that moment of need, like they're praying to the one true God. Okay. And, and I do think God hears us. I don't think that God has created this place where, well, I'm only going to really listen to the people who follow me. So when Jews pray to one true God, God, God is hearing that. Sure. He is. Even though they're not, even though they, even though they've rejected the Messiah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's a, uh, yes, I do think he hears their prayers. Has, do they have a revelation yet of Jesus as the Messiah? Well, and again, we're back up for a second. Obviously, there are Jews who know Jesus as the Messiah. Right, but that's like two of them, <laughs> right? No, that's a uh, there's there's a there's a good many. Okay, okay, but are there Jews who have who have 
knowingly rejected Jesus as the Messiah. They don't accept that Jesus was the Messiah. Yes. Does God still hear their prayers when they pray? Yes. Does God still hear the 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 one who's not a Jew, who's a sinner, when he cries out to God for something, yet God hears him. Now, I think there's a difference between God hearing our prayers and answering them and answering all of the prayers. So is God going to answer any non-Jesus believing Jew prayers? prayers? I, I, I do think that God responds to our pleas, to our cries when it's, when, when it really is according to his will. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and I do think there is something unique about a believer who prays versus one who's not a believer. And the reason, here's the reason I say that, because I want to make sure I'm backing up what I say here with, with Scripture. Um, and so in James chapter 5, it says, um, verse 16, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Elijah was a human being as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the land. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain and the land produced its fruit. And everyone else was pissed. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. yeah. And of course, you were praying for this? <laughs> My whole family's dead. Right. And of course, Elijah's doing it, praying for it according to the will of the Lord, according to the, what he's heard from the Lord. Oh. And so, but what he's saying is, but Elijah's just, just a human like we are, is what James is saying. And he, he gets back to the point of the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful. And righteousness not being that, like, I do really good things mm. that, that makes me righteous, but rather that we are made righteous by faith. Is the way James would understand this, okay? Right. And so that we're made righteous by faith. So the so in other words, the prayers of one who is made righteous by faith is very powerful in its effect. And I think there is something to the fact that when God's people pray, when his when when individuals that are followers of Jesus pray, he hears and he and he responds. Because so often I believe we're connecting into the will of God. We're connecting okay. into what God's heart is, what his will is. And so we're praying that. And and so, but do I think that all our prayers, that every prayer that a Christian prays is answered right away or just in the way we want or those kind of things? No, absolutely not. So Jesus believing Christian, maybe some Jew Christian Jesus believing people, okay. they take first priority. When it comes to prayers, I, I and then it's anybody else who doesn't believe in Jesus uh, praying to one true Christian Jew God. Okay, and then, uh, okay, so then what about people who pray to not Christian Jew God? Okay, they're not praying to God. Okay, but what if they say God? Doesn't matter. Okay, like so. Let me. Let me okay, I'll say it doesn't matter frame this okay do i believe that it like if they're praying to a hindu god right if they're praying to allah but what if in their as, prayer they just say 
dear God. Right. And then say their prayer. Is that to one true Christian God or is that to whoever they think they're praying to? To whoever they think they're praying to. Okay. Yeah. I do believe the fact that there are the individuals who are following Jesus. Okay. Okay. The reason that our prayers are heard, okay, and oftentimes answered is because we're in the family. Okay. Right. And we talked about this earlier, like when we're praying to God, He's a father. Right, so we're part of the family. We've been adopted into the family. Or because we are more in tuned with God. Yeah. And that's exactly stuff. what I was going to lead into. Was and okay. because we're part of the family, we're more inclined to know what his will is. Okay. Therefore we're more inclined to pray his will. Okay, I got you. Right? But right. does every time we pray, does it mean it's going to give an answer the way we want it to? No. Okay. But because ultimately we do have to s- submit and say, you know, God, full of faith, we pray this, Lord, your, your will be done. Your kingdom come, not my will. Okay. Do all of my prayers have to be wholly original pieces? Uh-huh. Or, or when I say the Lord's Prayer, that's me praying. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, if I yeah. heard you pray, and I said, I'm going to pray that exact same thing, uh-huh. because that sounded pretty good, mm-hmm. and I say it exactly the same way, is that me praying? Did I mean it? Like, I did, I put did, my, did I put my heart and soul into this yeah. piece of work? Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. So, yes, and and yes, like, you can pray the just holy original pieces, like the things that just... You're just praying off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you write a prayer and right. you're praying that prayer. Great. If you're also going to pray the Lord's Prayer or pray from the Psalms, for example, or pray one of the apostolic prayers that are in one of the letters of the New Testament, mm-hmm. like Paul has all of these prayers that are in there. Are you God doesn't get sick of hearing it? No. <laughs> at all. Okay. And and like and like Heard so that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really need some new material, guys. Wow. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, thankfully, that's not the way okay. God is. And like in our church bulletin, for example, uh, we have this page on prayer requests. But at the very top, we have like a monthly prayer. It changes every month. And some months, it's scripture. We're praying scripture. And other months, it's actually prayers that are written by individuals. It could be John Wesley or Ignatius or you know, a saint of old mm-hmm. and there's this prayer. And I'm like, man, I love that prayer. So that's going to be the prayer that we're going to pray as a church this month. Okay. And it doesn't mean it's the only prayer, but we can center ourselves around that prayer. We know we're all praying it together. And so I think either one is perfectly fine. Do I have to mean it when I pray? Mm. Like if I were to take that piece of whatever scripture yeah, and just be like, blah, 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 say the thing. And then, not really think about what I'm saying. I just read a thing uh-huh. and then called that me praying today. Like, is that fine? Like, and part of this question is like when I was a kid, it'd be like someone pray for dinner <laughs> and they'd pick me and I'd be like, not wanting to. Right. Sure. Because th- she didn't want just to. didn't want to. Right. <laughs> and, right. And then they made me say a prayer, and so I'm begrudgingly praying for our food right. that I didn't want to eat. 
which right. is most likely the reason why I didn't want to pray for it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so does it matter if I mean it okay. when I'm saying a prayer? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do think it matters if you mean it. Okay. Okay. So but let me answer this nuanced in a nuanced way. Okay. I do think when we pray, it, which we should mean what we pray. We should, there should be a meaning behind it in the sense of like, I do mean this, but Lord, but the, I don't think like, so like, for example, let's say I'm praying for healing for somebody. Like, let's say I get some news that someone is really sick. Mm-hmm. I want to pray for them to be well, to be whole. But in my praying, I like, there's like, I'll be honest, I just don't have much faith for this. Okay. Right. Yeah. So like, Lord, do I mean like i'm kind of just at the lord's mercy like lord i want them to be okay mm-hmm. right like that's about all i get out of do i do i mean it wholeheartedly so well i do want them to be okay so is that because you're in the family and that you know that god's gonna kill them <laughs> what no so you don't <laughs> no, no 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 okay so this is <laughs> this is just more like i don't know what's going to happen Okay. Right. I have no idea. If this person's gonna live or die. But it's God's will. You're, you're, but it's God's you're, will. You're more closer to God's will. So right. But so I, if you didn't have faith in it. Does that mean that maybe God isn't gonna do anything about it? Nah. I think God. Because because I'm confused now. Because <laughs> because I'm not the only one praying for it. Am I? That's true. Right. And so I might not have any faith of it. Right. Someone else is over there praying in full faith, like, oh, God's got this. Okay. True. Yeah. And by the way, I think that's an, a really important part of prayer as well. We haven't really talked a lot about praying for others. We're getting there. Are we getting there? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll, I'll hold what I got to say about that. But you can go. Okay. What I was going to say was it. there's times when we can't pray for our, like, like, we don't even have enough faith to pray for ourselves or for somebody else. Like, or, or like someone we're real close to. Um. So, like, I think we really are. That's why the community is so important. Okay. Because the community can come in and really pray for us. Like, I had a family member that had a really bad diagnosis in regards to cancer earlier this year. And, man, I was I was messed up for a couple of months. Like, I just couldn't. Like, I wanted to believe that they were going to be okay. But, like, I, honestly, Nate, like, I was so distraught over the loss or the potential loss. Mm-hmm. And all of these people were just prayed, 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 right? And, you know, and now, I mean, now nine months later after the diagnosis, like they're not, we're not talking about weeks or months anymore. Doctors are talking about years of living for this individual. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and, and I don't accredit that honest to God. I don't credit it to anything I've prayed. I, I credit the people who've come around me, who, who know me and are willing to pray for this person because they know how much I love them. Even though they've never, some of them have never even met this person before, mm-hmm. but they're praying for them, and I fully believe God responds to those kind of prayers. And it reminds me of like when Jesus heals the lame man. There's a story of Jesus healing a lame man, and but the lame man was actually dropped down through a roof, right? And like so, like some of his friends gathered, they just shoved him in a hole, <laughs> they, and he landed they, on the floor downstairs. They, they pulled him up. Cut apparently cut a hole in the roof, dropped the guy down, and Jesus says it was because of <laughs> <laughs> it 
Yeah. I mean, pretty much like yeah. interrupted the whole thing, right? Jesus is teaching and all of a sudden there's a guy. <laughs> he can't walk. <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> And so, but they lower him down and Jesus actually says that he's healed, not because of his faith, but because of their faith, right? The faith of his friends. And I think that's one of the beautiful pictures of the body of Christ when praying for one another, because sometimes we don't have the faith to pray for ourselves or maybe for someone we're really close to, but the body of Christ can gather around us and pray. And I just think God moves in that. And again, this is a lot of this is a mystery of why that happens, right? Of what's going on there. And but they tap in, they're like, we're gonna believe for this, and it happens. And and so I just think that there's that beautiful part of people praying for one another when we can't. So when you ask, do we have to mean it? I think sometimes, like, I think sometimes we just are just like God, we just want it to be okay. Mm. And and we don't really have a lot of faith. We don't really know what that even looks like. It's just God would it be okay? And and I think God receives that as well. So I don't I don't I guess what I'm saying is I do think it matters in the way in which we come to God. I don't think that just reading a rote prayer is is always beneficial. But I do think as I, I can be reading a prayer that's old, it can be hundreds or thousands of years old. I can be reading it. And it means something to me as I'm praying it. Um, but, you know, so I think it's a, it can be a variety. And the one last thing I wanted to touch on with this was I do think as parents, we want to help teach our kids how to pray. For food they don't like eating. <laughs> well, I really just want them to learn how to connect with God. Okay. And if that can be one of the means in which they do that, great. Um, and so I think teaching our kids to pray, whether that's around a meal or at other times, is like one of the most important things we do as a parent is teaching our kids to pray. It's, um, Dear God, thank you for these stupid stuffed eggplants that I hate. <laughs> hey, man. What is this? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> this doesn't but, look like your creation. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, okay, outside of that, that could very well be true. I think one of the cool things for parents is like, all right, Jesus' disciples were with Jesus for a while before he actually taught them to pray. And I think that's one of the really cool so things. So what did they say to him? To Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're talking to Jesus. That's praying. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got me. I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're very proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you didn't get it at first. So no, I had to bring it. Yeah. And so I think that all right, but <laughs> in their defense, they're still trying to grasp the fact that he's actually the Messiah. Right. Right. And so Jesus is trying to help them pray to God as a father. And it's interesting that they're asking him to teach them to pray because they've grown up being taught how to pray to God. Mm-hmm. Like by their parents as as Jewish boys, they would have learned how to pray. Yet they see Jesus praying in a very different way. Were they all Jews? Yeah, they were all Jews. All of them? Mm-hmm, Every one of okay. them. Okay. And so they were learning how to pray in a way that was different than the way they would grew up. Mm-hmm. In other words, they saw Jesus pray and it was different, right? Jesus says, our father. And they're like, what the? He's referring to God as father? Like, what's going on? That's because when they grew up, it was Hebrew. 
Well, <laughs> no, but Jesus was speaking their language, right? Okay. Right. We're reading it in English. Right. They weren't talking in English. <laughs> so uh, they're my, but even God, Jesus addressing God as a father was such a foreign concept to them. Mm-hmm. They would, that would have not been part of their vocabulary. They would have talked to God in a way that was very, you know, you, you revere him in the sense of he's king, he's creator, he is Lord, but not in this father aspect. That was a little different for them okay. or a lot different. So, oh, like instead of like big king. Yeah. That he's, that he's, over us, right. But like, he, he actually is Your like dad. a dad. Right. Right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, like a father who cares. Okay. As opposed to just the king who cares. You okay. Know? And so I think that the disciples are going, geez, can you teach us to pray? Right. And they wanted to learn how to pray. So I think that teaching our kids to pray is a really big deal too. And okay. we do that in different ways at different seasons. Like I do think like the disciples, there has to be a point where they like want to learn to pray. Mm-hmm. And we help them with that. Um, you know, I've got one of my kids right now, and he, and he's just really big on me praying every night with him, and and so and it, and, I, and I think a lot of it is just like he wants to connect with God, he wants to be in relationship, any, but I think he's what he's also asking is is Dad, I want to hear you pray, so mm-hmm. that I and so so I don't know how to fully pray, so can you pray with me, right? But then he's also talked about how. Like after I pray for him and stuff, then he's starting to talk to God, mm-hmm. and I, so he's learning how to do that. In other words, um, and so I just think that's one of the things in which we, as parents, get to, to get to do with our kids. That's really cool. So what if I don't believe in? What if I don't believe that any of it works? Like I, I have no faith in prayer or something. Okay, what do I do then? Maybe say. How do I fix that? Maybe start with that, with God. Go pray about it. <laughs> I say, God, I don't believe any of this works. I think all of this is just a bunch of made-up malarkey. You never answer anything. And if it's different than that, then I need you to help me see that. When I'm praying, uh huh, is there a balance that I have to have between okay. stuff that I pray for for myself and mm-hmm. stuff that I pray for for other people? Okay. Like, uh, n- no, okay. <laughs> like in other words, I don't need because to... I was told growing up, like, don't just only pray for you to get stuff. Right. Well, like... I would agree with that. Okay. But I don't want to like get into this point of like ratios, like for every one okay. prayer for me, I've got to have three prayers for somebody else. I don't want to. Okay. Cause that's legalistic. I don't want to get into all that. Right. But I do think that there it's is just a line somewhere, <laughs> you know, you're looking There's for a the... percentage. It's gotta be a line. And, <laughs> I think one of the things we don't want to do is fall into the trap of only praying for ourselves. Okay. Because I do think that leads us to this point of where we're just, if we're only praying for ourselves, I mean, again, that's that's pretty selfish and, and myopic, you know, in, mm-hmm. in view. And so I would rather say, yeah, go to the Lord, pray, right? Lord, you know my needs, you know my wants, you know what I'm after, you know what, you know what's going on in my heart, like, Pray, talk to God. And and sometimes we're lamenting and crying. Sometimes we're praising and rejoicing, but whatever. Like, talk to God about what's going on with you, right? But then don't forget about praying for others as well. All right. And so I think it's just, they just both need to be present. Um, I had uh, a mentor of mine talks about it this way. You know, he's like, all right, pray for yourself. But then he has this kind of model where he says, pray for people across the table. 
And what he means by that is like your family, you know, that's, that's there at your like dining room table, pray, pray for your family. And then he says across the street. So pray for people in your community. And then he says across the world, pray for people that you may know across the world or for things that are going on across the mm-hmm. world. And I'm not saying you got to sit there and do that every single day. It's got to be, oh, well, I've got to do this, this, and this. But I think it helps give a good perspective of praying that says, yeah, I'm going to pray for myself, but I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to pray for my friends, my community, my church family. Mm. And I'm also going to pray for things that are going on around the nation or around the world, you know, that's outside of my very local sphere. And, And I think it gives us a broader perspective of what God's doing around the world, and it keeps us from being so selfish maybe in our prayers. Am I going to hell if I don't pray enough? Ooh, if I'm going to hell, if I don't pray enough. Yeah. What a great question. So there's not a set amount to pray. Okay. I know you want your lines. Mm-hmm. You want to be told, this is what I need to do. This is a definitive hell line that you're refusing to answer. <laughs> okay. Here's what I would say. If we're, if we know Jesus mm-hmm. and we're following him, I would hope that we're talking to him. Okay. And, and maybe not just talking to him, mm-hmm. but giving him space to talk with us. Okay. So when I say talking with Jesus, I don't mean just a one-way conversation. Okay. I mean, it goes both ways. So is prayer a two-way conversation? Yes. Every time? I think it has the potential for it to be that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it has to be. Okay. I'm not saying there's not times we're just like, oh, God, like, you know. Yeah. And but I do think there's the potential for it to be a two way thing. Two way. Wait, so what was my question and did you answer it? <laughs> Your question was if I don't pray enough, do I go to hell? Right. So, so the answer is no. The, the answer is the answer is I would hope that if you're following Jesus, you're talking to Jesus. Are there things that I'm not allowed to pray for? Okay. Like, can I pray? For evil stuff to happen to people. Okay. Even if they're bad people. Right. So I won't say allowed that you're not allowed to do that. Okay. I'm just saying God's not going to respond to that. Okay. Right. Like if you're like, God, I just, could you just wipe off, you know, wipe out, you know, these people from my life, Mm -hmm. just kill them all. That'd be great. Thanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably not going to answer that question. I mean, he could. He could. <laughs> he can do anything he wants to do, right? Right. But what I'm also saying is that if it's evil motivations, even evil, evil intents, or for evil acts, right? Yeah, no, God's God's not going to answer that. No. Okay. Gotta ever. Be, ever. It's going to be His will. Okay. Right. And we talked about in that one episode that His will. Is never for evil stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Evil stuff just happens. Evil stuff happens. And we have to deal with it. Right. But we can't pray for it. Right. Okay. And this, yeah, without getting off into a whole big discussion of evil and suffering. Yes. Okay. All I'm going to say is some things that we call evil, maybe God. Like, in other words, okay, we'll keep it in your context of evil. Evil is mm-hmm. a good word. If it's evil, God's not going to answer. I was about to get off into suffering, and we won't. We just won't go there. Okay. Evil's a good word. Yes. So, am I supposed to feel stuff when I am praying? Nah. You can. You're not. 
You don't have to. What can I feel? I think you can feel the presence of the Lord. Okay. I think you can feel peace or joy. I think you feel love. I think you feel, I mean, I guess any of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I mean, I think you can, and again, I think you feel his presence, but I don't think you have to feel those things. You can feel happiness, but you can feel closeness. You can feel like a relief. You can feel um, weight kind of, or pressure kind of <sighs> taken off because you've prayed. Mm -hmm. All those things can happen. But I don't want someone to feel like if they don't have a feeling that therefore their prayer wasn't meaningful or effective. Because this is one of those things that we talked about when we did the Bible episode thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. was about they always make it sound like you're supposed to <laughs> right you know what i mean i know like it's this supposed crazy to be spiritual this encounter crazy out of body experience right. and right. it never is yeah i mean i think yeah i, I think or usually is yeah it? i think sometimes and for some people they maybe they're more sensitive to things that mm -hmm. yeah a lot of times for them it can be like they feel that emotional part but no but that's not why we do it and that doesn't have to be part of it either all right so am i supposed to hear voices when i'm praying okay like are you supposed to hear like the audible voice of god yes uh no okay right very few people are going to hear the audible voice of god okay yeah so that's not going to happen every time <laughs> so it's usually it may, a one-way conversation it may no 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 okay okay so sometimes while we're praying a scripture just drops into our, our, our mind or our heart. We start thinking about that. Remember, that's God's words. That's God speaking to us is through his word. So okay. often when we're praying, I won't say often, but sometimes when we're, sometimes when we're praying, that scripture can come to mind. Okay. And it's God speaking to us in that way. Sometimes I feel like um, what I would call like an impression in my heart or a thought in my mind that I just believe it's like the Holy Spirit's doing that. Now, to be careful, I have to say I believe, I feel like it is mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit giving me an impression or giving a thought in my mind. And, and so the Holy Spirit can do that, you know? Um, and so, but does it have to be this like exterior voice coming from outside in? No. Okay. But that does happen? For some, I mean. Can I pray for that to happen? Sure. You can say, hey, God, can I hear your audible voice? Okay. Uh, go for it. What if I don't like the way he sounds? What if he sounds like a wimp? That would be disappointing. What I if know. he sounds like Michael Sarah right. instead of Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I have a feeling if you heard the audible voice of God, you will not be underwhelmed. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he, here is a, he, here's the... <laughs> Here's the the question. All right, the sixty-four thousand dollar question. This is the yes. Yeah. This is the one. All right. All right. So I pray for stuff, and then stuff happens. Yep. Okay. The outsider uh -huh. says, "Well, anything can happen." Sure. So how do you know that what you prayed for actually happened because you prayed for it? Gotcha. So why isn't everything just a coincidence or happenstance? Like, like if every time I prayed, I prayed for tomorrow to come mm -hmm. and then every, you know, every day my prayers were answered. Right. right. And that's because God exists. 
It's yeah. like, no, that's just the way things happen. So how do I know that all prayers or answered prayers aren't just coincidences? Okay. I, I believe, I, and, I, and I completely understand, right? Like if you're from the outside looking in, you think this whole prayer thing's a bunch of hocus pocus, you know, bull crap anyway. And that things that do happen are just going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, what they're assigning it all to is just, that's just the way it happens. Fate or whatever, whatever they want to attribute it to. And I guess I just have to believe that it's different than that. That God says for us to pray and to pray for his will, to pray for his kingdom to come. Therefore, it does. I think in some aspects, as in the life of Jesus, what proved the fact that he was the Messiah were the signs that followed him, was the miracles, the wonders. And I think that's one of the great ways to look at prayer is like there are things that have happened that cannot be medically explained, but yet someone was healed. Mm-hmm. There are things that have happened that you cannot explain it. I needed $500 and $500 check showed up in the mail. Completely unexpected, right? From someone that just said, hey, felt like the Lord put this on my heart to give you. Okay? I think things like that happen. Provision happens. Healing happens. That God just intervenes at, in ways. And he, he it just happens. Mm-hmm. And And so I think that we just have to be sensitive to those things, you know? And so, I mean, for, for, I mean, like for my own body, right? Like, Hey, your ductway is completely split in your pancreas. We're going to have to eventually do a surgery here to get this thing right. Mm -hmm. And then it just, you know, after four years of praying, all of a sudden it's healed. Right, right before to have surgery. My grandfather, cancer, given months to live, tumor, all of a sudden they go back and it's gone. No chemo, no radiation, no surgery. Tumor is just gone. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for, for me, I chalk that up to God did a uh, a miracle. Okay? Now, I all I can already hear the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, why didn't he do that every time? Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I had another grandfather who passed away from cancer as well and he didn't heal him. Right? Like I, I don't I don't I'm not gonna get into the job description of God of determining people's days and times mm-hmm. and in which manner they will die by. I just have to believe that God fully hears prayers and he answers prayers. And I guess for me in my life, I've seen it so many happen so many times. It's left me going, there's just no way there's not a God. And there's no way that things just happen by coincidence. I've just seen too much. So for me, that's all just this personal story, right? Mm -hmm. It's not overly objective. It's just, this is what I've seen. This is what I've heard. And I believe it's God. How does God choose which prayers to answer Mm -hmm. and which prayers to not answer? Yeah, I mean... Because, okay, so let's do a one-for-one on this one. (laughs) I have full faith that this is God's will for this thing to happen. And it's the same thing for somebody else. 
Okay. And then the other person has full faith that this thing will happen. Same problem. Somebody else. Mm-hmm. So we're both praying for the same thing. Right. Somebody else. Uh-huh. God chooses to mm-hmm. give the person the thing. Right. And the other person not the thing. Right. Why did he do that? I think this is, the, and I was just alluding to this earlier, yeah. like the fact of like his will but I want to broad it, broaden it out from that. Okay. He can see further down the road than we can. Okay. And that doesn't make what seems to be an unanswered prayer any easier at times to deal with. But we just have to trust that what God sees down the road is is a is good enough answer. And maybe we'll never know. Like mm-hmm. on this, like maybe we'll just never know. But you know, for some reason, God decides to heal this person and not heal this person, right? He decides to provide for this person in 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 this moment, but not in the same way for this person. So and it's never up to like I didn't pray as good as the other person. I really think that what one of the great problems in the Christian church is we have, especially more in the charismatic church, mm-hmm. like the the word of faith type things, um, the faith movement. In other words, like every, like, well, if, if God didn't answer, you didn't have faith, you right. know, I just think that's, uh, that's really poor because in their own lives, they have examples of where God didn't answer mm. prayer. So did they not have faith in those times? Right. Or you didn't pray enough. Right. And I just, I just don't, I, I honest to God, don't buy some of that. Okay. I just think that, we are trusting ultimately in God's will to happen. And I think there's times where all it takes is one person to pray and the will of God happens, mm-hmm. right? And someone's healed. But it could be that the will of God for this other person over here is to not heal them. You could have 40,000 people praying for that person and they're still not healed. Right. Um, and so, and, and this is that that interesting movement between praying God's will and his kingdom in and where it just takes one person, two people to pray and boom, it happens where we, we don't, you know, we can have all the faith in the world and someone still not be okay. Um, and, you know, and there's a movement that says God's will is for everyone to be healed. Well, for, that's not true. It's just not true. I mean, I wish it was true. Yeah. Like, I would like that to be true, but the reality is that's just not the case. If it was his will, we would have seen that happen to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Or that if you didn't or if you didn't have faith or if you have enough faith, everyone you pray for will be healed. No. And we know that's not reality. So that's where it gets back to. We do have to be sensitive to God's will and God's timing on things. Right. Like even for me, in in a very small way, like I mean, I was prayed for for four years by people before I actually got healed. Mm hmm. And so were the prayers. I the, prayed for you once. Yeah. Were the people that didn't pray or the people who prayed for me like in year one, year two, year three, were their prayers not as important? Do they not matter? Right? No, they, they were. Theirs are just at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> it was that last Plus one that, that you, did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I tend to and, and I do think, to be honest with you, that there can be this like cumulative effect of prayers building up. But I don't want to get in this mode of like, well, if we pray long enough or hard enough, it automatically is going to be that way. No, but I do think that there's a sense of 
that God hears prayers, but I think he's also going, but I hear you, but not yet. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the answer we get. Not a yes or a no, but a not yet. <laughs> I'm not listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he loves the prayers, right? He, I mean, and anytime someone asks, can I pray for you? I'd be, I'd be like, sure, you can pray for me. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Um, and I think you just not like. Do you ever get worried about? Oh, I didn't even think about this. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Do you ever like if someone did that and said, "Hey, can I pray for you?" Mm-hmm. Would you ever be like, "No"? Like, I don't know what you're gonna say, so I don't know you. Oh, I don't know what you're gonna say. I see what you're saying. Like, are you gonna pray for my? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, I would probably be okay with pretty much anybody praying for me. Okay, you know, I just uh, I, can you just be like, "Hey, God, just, I, re- I reject that." Yeah, prayer. I just shrug it off. Okay, right. Um. I had someone pray for us one time. My wife and I did. We had someone pray for us that we would have a fourth child. Oh. And we were just like, nah. Like, we're like, Lord, Honey, that have- stay away from me. <laughs> we're like, Lord, one, that had to be a miracle. But then yeah. two, you're like, we're really okay. Yeah. You know? And so I, I think, like, for me, I'm cool. You want to pray for me? Good deal. I'm able to kind of just shrug it off if I think it's nonsense. What if they had said fifth child? And you guys are both looking at each other like. (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, they definitely heard wrong. So, but I do know like someone, uh, someone asked to pray for someone I do know. And they did look at them and just go, no, I'm good. Yeah. Don't, I don't know what crazy thing. That's kind of what you're, I don't know what crazy thing you're about to pray. Yeah. So I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm good with people want to say that too. Or who you're praying to. Yeah. Now that could be that could be part of it as well, yeah. I guess I was thinking about more in the mode of like the church people coming up for me, but right. yeah, I can understand if you're if you're you don't always know who people are. Going. But even with that, I'd be like, Lord, you know what's going on, and I trust you to protect me. And mm-hmm. so, say I uh, wanted to raise someone from the dead mm-hmm. through through prayer. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Awesome. What's the bare minimum I would have to do for God to hear me and raise that person from the dead? After all the questions that we've right. talked about. Okay. So we're going to work on the assumption that you know God and you're following Jesus. Yeah. And I'm picking the craziest possible right. thing. I right. Think. Sure. And so you're saying, God, I want this person to be raised from the dead. Mm-hmm. I think you'd have to have the faith for it to actually happen and for God to actually hear your prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're praying that and saying, God, I believe this, you know, like I'm praying, Lord, let your will be done. But Lord, I got full faith that your will is to let this person come back from the dead. So that's it. Just like that. Just yeah, man. say something out loud and yeah. And just go for it. Just, maybe they'll open their eyes. Just believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the name of Jesus awake. Did what's his name t- still smell when Jesus brought him back? Oh, you're like, about did, Lazarus? Yeah. Did he have to immediately go take a shower? Yeah. What's well. well was interesting. He would have had to, right? Right. Because like, what's interesting is like he still got all of his, the, all the wrap, the the wrappings, the burial wrappings on yeah. him. Because he, Jesus had to actually tell people to remove those wrappings from him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, he he'd been there, you know, some days. So, yeah, he probably would have. Okay. Probably wouldn't have smelled the greatest. So that's all I got to do is just. Yeah, man. Say it. So so, say it or think it. This is what yeah. I'm gathering. Say it or think it and mean it. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Believing in faith that God can do this. Okay. Yeah. 
And that's what you're like. I, I've got faith, God, because of who you are. Mm-hmm. That you're the you're the one who raises people from the dead to raise this person from the dead. So I don't got to do any of the other nonsense that everybody does every time they pray. Well, I mean, like, you, like, like no folding hands or kneeling or my closet or no. no I mean, no, it doesn't have to look don't a certain have to do way. Any of that? No, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And I don't have to put my hands on the person either that I'm praying for. I can just do it from the. Yeah. All the way on the other side well, of the world. What did Jesus do with Lazarus? Did he go touch Lazarus? I don't know. No, he didn't. He okay. just, so he just called out to Lazarus. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I never even touched the guy. So he did scream. <laughs> Probably so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and that's had, it. And he had to be really specific. Lazarus, come forth. Right. Because if he had just said, come forth. Right. Then a whole bunch of dead bodies just rising right there. <laughs> so. Well, this has been the When I Heard This Podcast. Um, you can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at When I Heard This Podcast and X, previously known as Twitter, and Locals at When I Heard This. Like, subscribe, comment, share, follow, download. Uh, Patreon, $5. Joseph, that was fun. Yeah, man. I enjoyed it. Two whole episodes about praying about stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, that was good stuff. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at... Rev Joe T. This has been the one I heard this podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.